Hello, <laughs> welcome to the 13th episode of the Not Sisters podcast. My name is Taylor. I'm Emily, and we have a special guest today here. We have Albert, who is one of our friends, co-workers, just an all-around amazing guy, and I'm going to let you introduce your name with your last name because you're going to say it with an accent and I'll just butcher it. Okay, um, so my name is Albert Moncada, so I guess guess right on the accent there, so yeah. <laughs> Much more beautiful yeah. than I could have done it. <laughs> so yeah, Albert is going to talk about all kinds of fun things with us today. Mm-hmm. Um, our, par- our pal Al. Our, yes, our pal Al. I like that actually. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I named the episode, like mm-hmm. as a draft. Our pal Al. I like that. <laughs> we can add more to it too. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. he's leaving us tomorrow's his last day. So we were like, Albert, we need to get you on our podcast before you move. I know. I'm so sad. Uh, you- I yeah i'm sad <laughs> it's been like bittersweet you know just kind of well, saying goodbye to all of you guys you know all of like the good people that i've met here but just kind of also like at the same time sweet you know new beginning there so um it'll be interesting i've been actually looking forward to this ever since you guys told me that i could be on the pod <laughs> <laughs> well uh it's interesting because i had no idea that you had done a podcast before and you said you'd done it in college mm-hmm. um the whole reason why we were going to have uh, our pal al on this podcast was we were going to talk about moving out of state starting over starting like a new adventure a new life you have lived in you grew up near palm springs mm-hmm. and then you went to college in oklahoma which yeah. is entirely different I'm sure than California yes (laughs) Yes, very (laughs) and now he's leaving us for Texas so uh, yeah do you want to just kind of talk about yourself and where you came from and uh, you you don't have to give like details just you know quick synopsis Mm -hmm. and then we're going to get into the fun stuff Mm because Taylor and um, Albert would always talk about what's that one euphoria euphoria Mm -hmm. and I kind of was felt left out but I only We could have made a whole podcast on our euphoria mm-hmm. synopsis. Mm-hmm. Seriously, just like <laughs> a little roundtable talk after that. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because those conversations were dimes, man. Uh-huh. Like, we had some freaking dimes on those takes. And yeah. just like trying to predict the next episode. We never uh-huh. could because it was we, such an insane season. <laughs> seriously. Yeah, they made me want to try to watch it again, but I didn't. And then, so we were going to talk about you moving. And then we were talking about the Kardashians and you were like, whoa, wait, I want in on this game. I want to talk about the Kardashians. I was like, whoa, Albert, okay, we can do it all. I have a lot of opinions on this, actually. Well, me and Taylor have actually talked about this before, but I have a lot of opinions on the Kardashians and that whole, I call it the organization with them. Mm -hmm. Yes. So maybe tell us a little about about you and what you do and how you came to the clinic and like maybe wouldn't you think? Yeah, and fun fact, we started on the same day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Remember we that? did. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys, that's right, yeah. uh-huh. you did. Okay. Yes, that was fun. Now my pal's leaving me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we were the only two new hires that day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so we weren't alone. We had each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> it's always nice. hard, too, mm-hmm. when you start a job. And, I mean, obviously I knew you, but you, you came up here and you didn't know anyone mm-hmm. and you'd never lived in where we lived before. Yeah, so what exactly brought you here to Sonoma County? Well, like well, like I was telling you guys, you know, like you explained earlier, um, I was pretty much born and raised like in a little town called India, which is like I would say like 20 minutes away from Palm Springs. I moved to Palm Springs, I would say like three years before I started this job, you know, and I started a job over there working at another like low-income 
um, clinic that catered to the LGBTQ community and also to HIV AIDS patients and more infectious disease. Um, three years after, you know, I kind of made the decision that maybe it was just time for me to move on. I felt like I had reached my, my kind of like the end there. Mm-hmm. You know, there wasn't any room to grow. The clinic was too small in that sense. So I started putting applications. Um, the clinic here called me, they interviewed me twice and then they offered me the position. Did they so, find you or did you find them? I found them actually. It was okay. actually on, on Indeed. One time I was just searching and I clicked and it was funny because um, normally I was kind of just keeping it in the Southern California area. Mm-hmm. And then I just decided to expand it. I went on the national site and then I saw, you know, I saw the clinic here. And then that's when I put in the application. And I would say like a couple of days after um, our former coworker Mallory called me oh, and yeah. um, arranged the first interview. Was so. it that was the draw the clinic or like the, the location or both? What was the kind of what intrigued you to apply for that job what was the position you know the idea of being able to move up already to you know and at the same time when i applied i was what was it 26 years old Mm -hmm. at the time you know before i you know had my birthday last year so before you you aged yeah exactly (laughs) so trying to like get myself to move up there and then at the same time i also read about the area it seemed nice i'm like being this close to napa at the same time felt like a good split you know between napa something a little more leisurely and then going to the city Mm -hmm. um you know, International Airport was pretty close by. And at the same time, you know, the it was kind of transferable skills because the clinic where I came from, it was a federally qualified health, scan, health center as well. A lot of the same specialties here. So it was, I felt like I would it would be a good fit in that sense. Do you feel like you'll always be involved in healthcare in some way? Like, do you enjoy it? Is that something you feel is like a calling or yeah you know what and it's funny because I didn't start in healthcare you know Mm -hmm. my first um, well my first career choice was going to be in politics actually oh Uh oh that's right you worked on the campaign yeah so (laughs) yeah actually funny story before I ventured into healthcare I have my um, bachelor's in communication from the University of Oklahoma and I did a minor in political science you know originally what I thought I was going to be doing was more speech writing stuff so um, I left OU in 2015, and then after that is when the 2016 election started going. So I worked for two campaigns that year. First, I worked for the Clinton campaign, you know, just organizing, field organizing during the primaries. And after that, me thinking that that campaign was going to be won, I transferred over to my local congressman's race. Interesting. So, and I started doing, I took over as field director over there at the time, and just, you know, organizing people, canvassing, phone banks coordinating volunteers and kind of 2016 went the way that it did you know mm-hmm. obviously I'm on one side of the political spectrum <laughs> the other side won and I just really um I'll say that I like kind of burnt out of politics after that it just didn't feel it was a lot of like really kind of like rougher experience going through and then in the end just kind of the way that we at least the way that I put it I felt like we snatched defeat from the jaws of victory so it's you feel it's like pretty cutthroat like yes. is it really yes it is really what was the craziest thing that happened um <laughs> i'll tell you guys i was actually in oklahoma at the time and it was during a field organizing event and this was at the time when trump was still pretty novel kind of breaking into the scene it wasn't a lot of the kind of like red flags that are there didn't come out a lot of the more nativist racist stuff wasn't coming out yet so a couple of us friends you know us kind of being more open-minded decided that we were going to go see him speak at the oklahoma state fair in oklahoma city so we were like standing there at like that rally there and before he went on stage in a black man that was just like a staff member went on stage and was just fixing wires and as soon as he walked on stage 
the entire crowd booed him. <gasps> Just booed him. Oh, oh my gosh. So we were like sitting there. There were a couple of us that were people of color. There. That's what I was going to yeah. say. How <laughs> many people of color were like around you? Not well, much. Aside from our group, nobody else that we <laughs> saw. It was lily white. Like, so oh we saw gosh. that and we just kind of looked at each other. And that's when we started kind of backpedaling a little <laughs> bit and started getting closer to where the exits were. Yeah, oh I so can imagine. That was kind of like one of those moments where like, okay, something's happening here. You um, felt it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't even imagine. It makes my stomach hurt just yeah. thinking yeah. about it. <laughs> it was like that, you know, I feel kind of seen moment, you mm-hmm. know, just. So did you watch him speak or you got out Yeah, there? we went to the back. We just decided, okay, like, let's, you know, just in case something happens, let's be close to an exit. We did watch him speak and then just, you know, did his thing, you know, and. What was his presence like? It's interesting because the way that I would describe him as a, um, that I would describe him as a speaker is he doesn't speak like a politician. He speaks more like a stand-up comedian, in a sense. Really? Oh, my Like God. an entertainer. Exactly. He's an entertainer, uh-huh. for sure. So there wasn't really, like, he'll sprinkle in, like, you know, um, like, politics into things and what he says, but there isn't really a, co- like, most of the time when you're writing, like me with my experience in speech writing, if you're going to write a speech for a politician, you always want to try to tell a story. Mm-hmm. You want to tell either the story of the politician, you know, of how they came to be, the story of the policy that they're pushing, why we're doing it, how we're going to do it, and what we're going to get once we pass it. With him, it was just little sound bites mm-hmm. over and over again. Huh. It was just oh, this for sure. Isn't That's exactly. what we've gotten the whole time from him, the little mm-hmm. the yeah. sound just bites over little, and over, the same thing. Yeah. Exactly. Little quick, you know, quips, little quick stories. It's nothing, um, nothing necessarily coherent over a long term. And it was just him up there basically ranting, and I'll give it to him. This is, I think, one of the bigger draws. He is very funny. There are things like his mannerism is just yeah. sometimes funny to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, you kind of like sometimes you get into a little bit of a trance. Mm-hmm. So now mm-hmm. looking back after that, you could kind of see how he was able to kind of seize that moment. Yes. The other thing that I would say was interesting that at this moment, because the 2016 campaign was one of the first campaigns that was really dominated by social media, in a sense. That's so true. That was really, it was Twitter, it was, you know, it was Instagram. So his little sound bites, a lot of times, quickly translated into nice little 30-second clips uh-huh. or, you know, fitting like 160 characters. Memes, yeah. Exactly. Still, even now, like, I just watched a video of him that I was, like, cracking up. And it was, I don't even know what it was, but a lady that was speaking that he was standing next to Dr. said... Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't. Maybe yeah. that one where she said that she was around someone that had COVID, and then she coughs, and he puts his hands up, uh-huh. and he makes this face, and I was like, "That's funny." Like, uh-huh. <laughs> I'll give it to him there. Yeah. I did see the other day. I don't. It, it went on my TikTok, and I was so confused because I was like, "Why is Donald Trump like in my like feed?" Yeah. And it was um the his like dance moves, mm-hmm. and he would like the whole. It was a it was like show, of it was like, all of his <laughs> dancing, and it was like I got I did get mesmerized by it and I was like watching it normally I just like flip through it and then it showed Biden dancing Mm -hmm. and it was just like this quick like Mm -hmm. one second it showed him and I was like yeah I can Mm -hmm. see why this is an appeal yeah Yeah, I can see the appeal you know and that's the thing you know like with any like well you guys know like you know basic whenever you're writing an essay you want that hook yes you know it works that same way so you just need to have that hook that kind of pierces the veil there to where now you're letting the rest of the message go in Mm-hmm. And we all know what his message is at the same point, at the same time. But this is what I always tell everybody. And a lot of people get mad at me when I tell them this. I'm like, I've worked, you know, 
I've worked Democratic campaigns. You know, the first time I ever vote, I turned the first time I voted in 2012. I had turned 18 four days before the election. Oh wow! So like I've been, been worked, I've been involved politically yes. for a very long time, going into high school. And I know the site that I'm on already, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying, you know, his message or his policies or whatever are good, but I'm just saying at the same time, his delivery, like, was pretty much built for that moment, and mm-hmm. I think that's why he was able to kind of shoot through everything, shoot through the primaries, and... It was the yeah. perfect storm, <laughs> exactly. perfect time, perfect... Which also, I feel like the Kardashians have that same charm. You yes. can love them or you can hate them, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, they're making money, and uh-huh. they are capturing your... They're the capturing moment. their uh-huh. audience, they're capturing the moment, and that's why I'm a Kardashian yeah. stan. <laughs> no, and exactly, exactly that you say that. Love them or hate them, you're going to hear about them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they're going to make money no mm-hmm. matter what. They mm-hmm. stay in the limelight. Paris Hilton couldn't do what they did. And yep. she mm-hmm. came. She was more wealthy, more popular in a sense mm-hmm. in the early 2000s. But yet, the Kardashians are still so relevant. And there's a million of them. <laughs> there's you know, one there's for lot. every generation. Exactly. And they're dabbling in all kinds of things. So, yeah. Um, Okay, so we'll we'll go to the Kardashians, but mm-hmm. let's do the quick. So you got out of politics. You were like, you were like, I'm, yeah, this isn't. I was just kind of. It was like such a burnout. Like with me, I'm very, I'm very policy oriented when it comes to politics. What's going on now isn't policy oriented. It's just people throwing mud at each other. So mm-hmm. in the end, it doesn't have an. The end goal with politics now is just to serve itself. Really, it's just people wanting to, you know, get that clip for Twitter or for TikTok where it's just showing them owning somebody now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There isn't any relevant work that's actually being done to improve the lives of people. So I just, I'm not, you know, one person I don't think is going to be able to necessarily change that now. It's just kind of so far gone. Yeah. It's, In a sense, it is who can show the best on social media. Yes, exactly. exactly. Well, I mean, and if we look back, I mean, and I don't. I'm not really into politics. I don't really follow politics. Mm-hmm. I like I'm aware of things, but even going back to when John F. Kennedy was mm-hmm. uh, campaigning against Richard Nixon, he was using media to mm-hmm. make himself look shine mm-hmm. and shine through. And then I, it was like that their famous like um, debate where they said that if you actually listen to it without seeing them. Mm-hmm. Richard Nixon did way better in his what he was presenting his arguments his what he was um, whatever it was his messaging was he actually did better if you just listened to it but if you were looking at the TV mm-hmm. and you were seeing them side by side John F. Kennedy nailed it because mm-hmm. he, he had knew presence. he had the presence he knew what was going to make him look good on the TV the black and white um, Richard Nixon was sweating. Mm-hmm. John F. Kennedy wasn't. Um, he kind of had this weird makeup on. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of looked <laughs> yeah. like very clownish. Exactly. Whereas, exactly. like, rich or other people that do great on social media, the Kardashians. The Kardashians. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it, even their Photoshop fails. You really think they didn't do that on purpose? Do now ha- is uh-huh. that a thing? Yeah, they mm-hmm. all the time they have like little Photoshop errors where they're like, oh my god. Chloe's foot is massive in this her Photoshop messed up but it's like yeah they did that on purpose now that photo is floating around 10 times oh, more yeah. than it would have if they didn't put that they error truly in there are, like no media is bad media yeah. they're owning it and they're putting themselves out there uh-huh. so I actually have a theory about the Kardashians okay you know? what's Do you your tell? theory yeah, okay. tell us your theory so with the Kardashians like 
I don't look at their family as necessarily a family. You know, there's a reason why I call them the organization. <laughs> I think it's like more like Kardashian Inc. at this point mm-hmm. with themselves as a product. Because if you think about it, like going back to when we began hearing about them and you look at the way that like a business is run, think of the, the sex tape with Kim Kardashian mm-hmm. as the IPO, the initial public offering <laughs> for them as a corporation. What does a company usually want to do? They want to splash, you know, when they do their oh, that IPO. that was a splash. Yeah, yes. to jack up the stock price. There. It was clickbait. Exactly. <laughs> it was like, the hook. It uh-huh. was their hook. Exactly. They're good mm-hmm. at the go. hook. So that was like the IPO there. And then afterwards you get the, you start rolling out like the product, you know, that they're taking like national, which was the show to begin the first, you know, couple of seasons of keeping up with the Kardashians. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards it's like they drop another product with another marriage, another relationship, you know. Or a breakup. Exactly. A baby. Or or like another scandal or something. Mm -hmm. And it's like all of them take turns in a sense, kind of like propping up that family brand, propping up the the organization there. And so there's Mm -hmm. always a rotation, like you said, Mm -hmm. of, so, okay, Kylie's getting blasted for this. Okay, Kim did this. And then, Mm -hmm. okay, Kim's getting blasted. All right, Chloe, step Mm -hmm. in. (laughs) Yes. Well, and that's how politics works. Mm -hmm. Like Uh we, there's so many things happening that we don't really know about. Like they're shifting our what we're looking at Mm -hmm. and then meanwhile there's like things going on on the side deals being made and they're doing the same thing yeah Mm -hmm. so politics kardashians and uh and here's the thing that that crossover is already starting to happen there how many times have we seen kim in the white house oh yeah even with all the work that she's doing Mm -hmm. with um the prisoners or the the Mm -hmm. people who have been uh, criminal justice reform yes Yes. reforms um yeah it's that crossover is happening Mm -hmm. interesting that you bring that up and um do you follow dumois on instagram oh my god it's this a whole brand but people can write in about celebrities and like little tidbits of gossip that they have and it's Mm -hmm. all anonymous and they post it all and there's like dumois merch and like all this stuff but i follow them and someone wrote in a couple weeks ago and was like the kardashians are planning something huge like no other celebrity has made this before and i'm like oh i wonder what it is and a lot of people are like oh i bet it's cbd but i'm like no one of them is becoming president (laughs) no i wouldn't doubt it at this point really i Uh really wouldn't yeah just because i feel like you know going back to the you know the the me calling them a business them every time they extend into something else it's like they're diversifying you remember when they first started and they had the dash stores Mm -hmm. oh yes you know and then after that they started expanding into like you know more actual beauty products they started expanding into like i don't know this other like waist trainer stuff that she has oh yeah Mm -hmm. Uh Mm -hmm. so it's like every single time they're kind of like just growing a little bit more they're like an infectious disease at this point but i love them uh, and they're so relatable Mm -hmm. there's a a kardashian for every person out there exactly (laughs) so i don't really i I, so i tried i watched a couple of shows to prepare for this Mm because i was like okay i'm gonna force myself to watch this and I really only got through like two episodes. And this is coming from the woman that loves selling sunset. I so don't she... love it. I don't <laughs> love it, but it's very entertaining. Mm-hmm. I'm just watching it and like they keep okay, same thing. Their bodies keep just changing. I'm like, why can't we have a normal body? And then <laughs> but then I was watching the Kardashians and I was oddly thinking to myself, not oddly, but looking at them. They don't necessarily have a like fit body. Like no, their no. their arms aren't sculpted. They're well, except for now Chloe's are, but 
their it's more their faces mm-hmm. and it's like they have like the wide hips the big booty their arms are not like thin by any i mean they're probably thin and they're tiny people mm-hmm. but when i think if you compare them to the they're cast not fitness on models. yeah if you compare them to the cast on selling sunset like those people are just bony and like muscular in some area they're, they're totally different body types so mm-hmm. it was weird for me to see it because in my mind i was thinking like because of all the plastic surgery and stuff i was just thinking in my mind they were going to look like something different as i was watching it mm-hmm. but um like and even the pants i was watching this one episode and kim was wearing these pants and they were so like they just didn't look good on her mm-hmm. i just thought they were so ugly they were had like but big... see here you are talking about here them. i am exactly. talking about that's it. the point yes, yes. Mm-hmm. and i'm thinking to myself well gosh if i had that money i probably wouldn't choose to wear those pants mm-hmm. but then it also i saw courtney wearing like these shorts there's no way I would ever wear these shorts. But I'm looking at her body, and I'm like, her body isn't any better than mine. Mm-hmm. Like, technically, if I put some self-tanner on my legs, I could go out wearing those shorts, and I would look similar. Like, you're not, <laughs> you know, I don't have big muscles or whatever. Um, but I have to say, Chloe, she just has, she looks totally different from in the beginning. Oh, yeah. And, like, I don't even know how, how like, did she even change her bone structure. It was mm-hmm. weird watching her they look she looked like an alien compared to what she looked like before so I definitely kind of got sucked into looking at their clothes and like their body and their houses oh my gosh my favorite house on the new one um and you're right you can tell the difference between the filming the producing but I think it was Kendall's house. Kendall has a cool house. I was like, ooh, I like that house. Mm-hmm. So, it's very, like, Ralph Lauren, equestrian. Yeah, well, and it also kind of looked a little bohemian. It had, like, the black window pane things. Oh, like, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, I don't, like, do like, you, I don't care do about Do you Kendall's watch house? the Kardashians? I don't. But Does your girlfriend watch the Kardashians? Um, no, my sister did. So <laughs> I would, like, kind of, um, what's it called? It was just by... Like secondhand Kardashian that I was catching there from my sister. <laughs> my brother but, would watch it with me. Uh-huh. No, and it was like that thing, you know. Like I, I wouldn't turn it on myself. I'm not gonna, you know. It was an right. appointment viewing for me, but it was always on. It was appointment viewing for my sister. <laughs> so you would do that thing where uh-huh. you stop and you're looking, and then you know, just kind of yeah. looking, and then okay, I'm gonna sit down. They had the hook. <laughs> yes, yes. And it was always something, you know, some drama going on, whether uh-huh. it was, you know, whatever happened with um, what's what's the um the basketball player? Right? Yeah, the with the basketball yeah. player, oh, Chris. Chris. Uh-huh. I know, uh-huh. That Tristan first, the short marriage, mm-hmm. you know, and then it was always something, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what it is with them. Yeah. So then how do you know so much about them? I looked into it because I got interested in more of the business side of things. Mm-hmm. Really? That was the thing. I started looking at it one time. I'm like, after a while, you know, you kind of notice that some people like a lot of celebrities have these little what I call like kind of little two year runs. Mm-hmm. with their fame so it'll be they'll be famous for two years and then they kind of fade off after, because like you know we as a society you get bored of people after a while mm-hmm. you get like kind of just exhausted with them the kardashians haven't really had that low R- right they've been consistent since i i looked into it i think the first um keeping up with the kardashians launched in 06 07 mm-hmm. and ever since then they've been omnipresent in like pop culture mm-hmm. so like if you look at something you know where they've been center stage for that long at some point it has to be formulaic and it has to be intentional Mm -hmm. so me kind of getting curious with it looking at it you know kind of like i told you guys i'm used to like you know with my background in politics you know that same two-year period happens to politicians too that's why a lot of politicians lose the midterms you know after being president time goes Mm -hmm. by and people people... get exhausted Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
and it's so true with their products mm-hmm. too like okay ariana grande comes out with her line okay mm-hmm. whatever every celebrity has some kind of makeup line in perfume makeup perfume line. clothes yeah. something and kylie cosmetics the lip kit mm-hmm. that was so popular for so long a huge if you didn't have the kylie lip kit like <laughs> you weren't going out <laughs> you know what it's funny that you bring up the kylie lip kit but do you remember um back then there was also the kylie jenner lip challenge yes and people were sucking their lips on bottles and crap uh-huh. and then what happened afterwards the kylie jenner lip kit came out yeah so it was always always like have this viral controversial thing that happens and then there's a product that follows it mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. with kim's skims mm-hmm. the whole scandal she had oh, to yeah. change her it was kimono it was a racist mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so she had to change the name, do all these things. They made a whole episode about mm-hmm. it. It was a big deal. It was a huge controversy even before the product launched. Mm-hmm. And so then, you know how much more attention that brought? Yes. Exactly. Yes. And it's a huge business. And, it, like, even though it cost her millions of dollars to fix it, because I guess the tag, it wasn't a tag. Mm-hmm. It was actually on the cloth. Yeah. And then they had to completely. And their products are just good enough where people will buy them. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, that's trash. I'm not going to buy it. It's like, no, their lip kits are, are kind of good. Like, oh, the skims. I do like the mm-hmm. skims. Like, their products are just good enough where you'll pay top dollar for the name, for the brand. They're just. Are their uh, products more <laughs> expensive? Would you say? So, like, the lip kit, would you say it's like medium price range, low price range? Um, like, is it. High? I'd say it's be comparable with other. So it's attainable mm-hmm. for the general public. Mm-hmm. Oh, all this stuff. definitely. Even her skims are like sixty-eight dollars. Oh yeah, it, that's like, like that's prices. just a regular. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So obviously Taylor loves the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> and as I was watching it too, I was like, oh my god, I totally see Taylor's look. Like <laughs> the hair, the black, the black leather jackets you have. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, now I get it. I, I like, them. I see it. I I see what that look is and it, I mean it's pretty neutral for the most part mm-hmm. like everything it, black leggings I mean how hard is that to pull off you can pull yeah. off that look and, and not only that but going back to when they first started and body types when I was a little kid it was that stick thin Paris Hilton Lindsay exactly. Lohan and they mm-hmm. the Kardashians came out they're a whole family they all have big butts I'm like hey I got a big butt mm-hmm. I fit in this family but I'm not fitting into Paris Hilton's family yes mm-hmm. yes exactly well and that's what I was saying like their bodies you actually look at them and they're normal well I'm using air quotes normal like yeah they're what um, we think we look like <laughs> uh so um, well, yeah you're right actually because remember like the whole thing you would even see in movies you know it was a girl trying something on does this make my butt look big mm-hmm. and that was like such a shameful thing for women mm-hmm. and now, now they the BBL is it. the most like you yep. know done cosmetic procedure yep. now mm-hmm. instead of just doing mm-hmm. a whole bunch of squats mm-hmm. you gotta just go and get that surgery and it, like i wonder how many surgeries have they had between Ooh. oh so many like it's incredible just uh, to even want to have to go through the surgery process. Mm. The BBLs are dangerous, too. Yeah. And so is that what they have? They it's the one with the highest right? complication right mm-hmm. now. Do they have that? I don't know. Do you think that it's their booties are real? No. no. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, their, their lips and their, uh, I mean, who do you think has had the least amount? Kendall. Ken- Kendall and Courtney. Yeah, Courtney 
Courtney always seems so grumpy and well, they all kind of get a little whiny. I think she was the first one to be a mom, so I have a feeling that she kind of kind of had to bow away a little bit more. Yeah. But the other thing, it's funny that you mentioned that about the surgeries, because we've seen the majority of this family grow up, you know, especially the two younger ones with Mm -hmm. um, Kylie and what's her name? Kendall. Yeah, there you go. We've seen them grow up, so you saw all the changes. You know, there was that one year when Kylie just all of a sudden came out, oh, crap, she doesn't look like the awkward one anymore. Yeah. Now she's, and then she had kind of her breakout, you know, center stage moment. Her launch, exactly. (laughs) That was the product launch, actually. Yeah. They launched Kylie. Kylie was Uh the product. Yeah. Well, and what's interesting is, is that, um, Kylie, I didn't realize how young she was when she had, she was 18 mm-hmm. when she had her first child. And like that nowadays that's considered like, of like you're a child, bride. you're a child, mm-hmm. you're a child having a child and where, you know, we kind of talked about it before when we were talking about marriages, like through the years, people were having children younger, but for her to be so young in public, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. But they also covered it up a lot. She mm-hmm. went in, mm-hmm. and she's a billionaire. Into- so, yeah. <laughs> but the cover up was part of it too. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. building speculation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like releasing the trailer without actually, you know, showing two frames of the movie. There, mm-hmm. yeah, we just, know what it is, but we want to see it. You yes, know? they're that, letting the people talk. It's genius. Like, I, I, <laughs> like, I, I would love to have them consult my life. Mm-hmm. Like, what would they tell me to do? To do. Uh-huh. Like, if you came in, for example, this podcast, what would they say? They would just be so... They would have the best mm-hmm. ideas. Well, and who's ha- coming up with the ideas? Is mm-hmm. it Chris, the mom, who's managing She She brought J- Bruce mm-hmm. from being Caitlin. a broke... Oh, well, Caitlin. Caitlin. Back then, Bruce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Caitlin she brought yeah she did she made his or her because she's caitlin now but uh when she was a famous athlete and she was going around doing um motivational speaking Mm -hmm. it was very simplistic and i don't believe she was making much money and then as soon as chris got involved she like got them on the Wheaties yeah. and and they did all the her. ads where that's how they oh yeah became, where their mm-hmm. ad was like the most viewed yes. ad for mm-hmm. like years or something mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, they're, they're see Chris thinks <laughs> she's behind it. She's like the genius, the marketing <laughs> genius, or the business mm-hmm. business savvy and uh-huh. the CEO. You know. Mm-hmm. Now the only thing. Well, my she TikTok's already <laughs> full of the crashes, but now it's really going to be because they hear you. Now uh-huh. mine will be too. So, yeah, will Albert's. <laughs> no, um, I'll be scrolling through my For You page and it's going to be all of them. Uh-huh. Yeah. What would you do if you ever saw them in person? Oh, my God. Well, my roommate, right, well, Sam, my old roommate, she saw Kendall at a market in SoCal and she said she was really rude really uh-huh. and she I, said she's really tall mm-hmm. and Sam is tall and so for oh. her to say that Kendall was super tall she must be well I was thinking about so the one episode that I watched they were ordering their food in a restaurant and I feel like they were being pleasant but in my head I'm like are they really that pleasant every time they sit down and order and then like they were ordering when I order my salad, usually I'm like, yeah, I'll have it, but just no onions and the dressing on the side. Like, mm-hmm. try to make it as simple as possible. And they're like, well, I'd like that egg to be chopped, and I want my lettuce to be blah, blah, blah. And they were very specific about the things that they were ordering. And in my head, I was like, oh, my God, I'd never want to have to wait on mm-hmm. these people. Because, like, if you got it. Oh, and then I think Chloe said, is that Coke from a fountain or from a can? 
It does taste different. It does. Mm-hmm. If I had the money to be able to choose, <laughs> and I would always choose from the this the fountain, the fountain, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and then when they said, "Oh no, it's from my can," and she goes, "Ah, having a." a good fountain coke is always the best or something i'm like okay so they are kind of yeah i mean but is that marketing is coke paying her to say that remember she had pepsi i don't know if you remember during the when there was the the george floyd protest oh when kendall saved the world oh yes that was (laughs) that went down pretty bad oh yeah yeah yes but even that all press is good press at that point so (laughs) yeah her face was everywhere exactly (laughs) and it's weird because they don't feel any i mean they go back and they apologize and stuff but like you said they don't i'd be like so embarrassed and oh my gosh the public hates me they just like i don't understand how they don't let the negative comments affect me because like when i was a kid on omegle one time Mm. someone called me horse face what's omegle oh yeah oh it's a chat roulette Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> no, you kind of log into like a video chat yeah. and then like you'll be clicking through. So like, you get mm-hmm. different people mm-hmm. and you can like hit spin or whatever and it brings on to a different, a different <laughs> person. And one time they were like, okay, horse face. And I still think about it. I'm like, do I look like a horse? You don't. What the heck? <laughs> it's okay. But see, that was one comment. Mm-hmm. They get thousands of hate comments every day. I would just be destroyed. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And that's, that's right. You guys. I w- have to have a thick skin. I wonder yes. if they have a therapist. Oh, like, for oh, yeah. sure. They have a psychiatrist, psychologist, a and a therapist. Mm-hmm. A whole team. Of, they have somebody mm-hmm. on call. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. They so have a crisis therapist. They have a crisis room in their house. Oh, my God. Good thing HIPAA exists, man. Just to get the tea from that person. Oh, God. Yeah. HIPAA saved the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. Well, it's sure. okay. One time when I was babysitting when I was young and the little kid that I babysat he was like you have teeth like a horse oh my god so it's it's hereditary it's hereditary we must look like horses I would have been like pow you know, oh he fell you yeah know. oh he <laughs> fell kids are brutal they are mm-hmm. they tell you the truth and uh-huh. they'll one say time they're it. like why is your eyes so big I was like what <laughs> is that a problem <laughs> From swim lessons? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. You have big eyes. I was like, oh. Yeah. Okay. More to see Why, thank you. <laughs> More to save you from that pool. I yeah. can be watching everything. Uh, so I did a little, um, I did a quiz, and you guys have to guess who said it. Okay. Oh, okay. Out of the, the Kardashians. Alrighty, let's see. Okay. All right, so Albert. originally, I was going to watch... All these episodes in my head, I was like, oh, I have all the time in the world to watch these episodes, but that did not happen. So I watched one episode <laughs> and got one quote from it, and then I um, Googled the other thing. So okay. Okay. Uh, the first question, is, or the first saying, this was said, and you have to guess who said it. I am vegan most of the time, 98% of the time, but today I'm going wild. Courtney. I was about to say Courtney. Mm-hmm. Kim. Oh. Kim. Okay, here's another thing. I took two quizzes and I actually did really good not even knowing these There's people. Kardashian yeah. quizzes. Yes. Okay, so it was yeah. Kim. Here's another one. I am kind of shocked. I am getting a fashion award when I am naked all of the time. Kim. Yeah, that's definitely Kim. Definitely Kim. Because she's the one that's always naked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do have to say I got this one right. I would like to work as little as possible and make as many dollars as possible. Courtney or Chloe? Kylie. Okay, I'm going to give you a hint. It's one of the men in the family. Scott. Yeah, (laughs) it was Scott. Okay, Scott. 
who's by the way one of my favorite characters on that show. He, he is so like he is hilarious. He's so you can't uh-huh. teach that kind of humor. Like uh-huh. he's funny. <laughs> he, no, and it's on it too. He's like he quick. doesn't miss, miss a beat. Uh-huh. I think it's the New York in him too. It's also the accent. You know, mm-hmm. he's got that like you know that Long Island thing going on there. Oh, that Soho thing going brutal. on. Brutal. Uh huh. So wait, what was his deal? Where did he come from? And like, how did he meet with Courtney? And like, because he was since they were young. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. really know how she met him. He's from. I I know like his story a little bit. He's from New York, and I think his family was in real estate. So his family's mm-hmm. very well off but he okay. doesn't have family because i believe both of his parents mm-hmm. passed away yeah um so the Karashians are really his family and the, mm-hmm. but so he, is he kind of like a trust fund baby yeah. or is yeah. he did he, he make his own money worked in clubs he did like yeah he did like a club stuff. present what is that not presentation Opening. but club promoter mm-hmm. club promoter he's just a typical i remember funny. because when i would watch it with my sister he was always like in these like very like these suits and stuff <laughs> like I, like very well dressed you yeah know? a wasp uh-huh. yeah mm-hmm. waspy as hell yeah, yeah i would see him in the polo with the mm-hmm. pastel colored mm-hmm. shorts sometimes so yeah, yeah he well i i saw him a long time ago and he always seemed really mean but then like i saw him on this last one and he, he was pretty funny mm-hmm. kind of interesting the very weird dynamic with being so involved with the family but not being in the family mm-hmm. so okay he said New York that frat bro yes yeah mm-hmm. you know when people are always like oh if you could sit at a table with x amount of people who would it be living mm-hmm. or dead he's always one of my people yeah. really uh-huh i would rather sit with him than maybe even kim because i feel like he i he just I would just, keep the inter- mm-hmm. the entertainment rolling. Yeah. Um, okay. It, it, this one is don't f with me. I woke up at six thirty. Courtney. Chris. Kylie. Oh. oh. Yeah, Kylie. I was gonna say I said Courtney too. I got that one wrong. Okay. Here's another one. Kim. There's people that are dying. Chloe. Chris. I'm going to go with Chloe, actually. It's when she lost her diamond ring. Or her diamond earring. Courtney. Oh. oh. See, but that seems like such a typical um, Chloe line. Yeah. Because she'll just say, like, you know, I don't know if we can cuss here. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah we, you, cuss. she cusses all the uh-huh. time. Like, she just sometimes says, like, the most random shit ever. Yeah. Like, she'll be talking and just, like, like you know, kind of like you just kind of twist your head a little bit there with some of the stuff that she says. Uh-huh. So, yeah, Courtney said that. Um, I love hard. I love who I love, and I don't make any qualms about it. Kim. Chloe. Chloe. Oh, okay. Because everyone's like, girl, you're making you cheat know. on you. I That's know. That's right. That's mm-hmm. why I got that one right. Okay. I think as long as you learn from your mistakes and don't make them over and over again, you are on the right path. Kim. Kendall. Kendall? Kim. 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 Oh, okay. She's a true fan. <laughs> no, Albert and I are very competitive because whenever we played the trivia games mm-hmm. with our department, it was always us last you, two. The last mm-hmm. two. Uh-huh. Like, I'm going to win. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You are acting like drunk slob kebabs. Kim. Or Chris. Chris. Yeah, that sounds like an old lady thing. Yeah. I would, I said the same thing, Chris. It was Courtney. Oh. oh other old lady. Yeah. Slob <laughs> kebabs. Young, yeah. yeah. Okay. Last one. I am a big star. I don't need to be dealing with you peasants. Kim. Or Chris. That's definitely Kim. 
Okay, I ended the quiz with this one because I always say when I have to walk across the street to the parking lot that I'm going to the peasant parking lot, <laughs> so I love this one. So, I'm a big star. I don't need to be dealing with you pe peasants, was said by Scott. Oh. oh. <laughs> How did we forget? You know, Lord Scott Disick. Uh -huh. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I did that quiz for you guys to so see. So, you win. Yeah. Oh, did you win? Mm -hmm. Did you get? Yeah. Now I'm officially part of the Kardashian. Well, is it, it's funny because you were mistaken for a Kardashian when you... Oh, me and our cousin, we went to... I don't remember. I think we were in Florida. Florida. And were... we were sitting um, on a bus like to go... I forget where we were a going. Tour, a ghost tour bus. A tour or something. And this lady was sitting across from us, super southern. She like had her... She looked like a true tourist. Like mm -hmm. the camera around her neck and like everything. And she was like staring at us, and she goes, "Y'all look like the Kardashians." And we like looked at each other, and we were like, "Oh, oh thank you." Thank you. Yes. <laughs> but when I worked at the bank, I had um, blonder hair, and I would always wear. You know, I'm a big blazer fan, so I'd always have my blazers on. And so many people in Mill Valley would be like, "You look like Melania." And I'm like, that's not a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> or they would think you were Persian. Or they thought I was um, Persian. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I can and see then I came to um, Bank of America in Santa Rosa and everyone thought I could speak Spanish. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> you just changed geographically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I where... just fit in. Yes. <laughs> I know. Because like, that would be hard when you went to Oklahoma. Like, were, did you have a lot of, I know I kind of, we're running out of time, but like when you went to Oklahoma and you're obviously a person of color, mm -hmm. did, were there other people out there like you or were, was it a small pickings? It was, it's interesting because Oklahoma itself, like Oklahoma City is very segregated. So it's all like the Latin American people and the black people on one side of town uh -huh. and all the white people on one side of town. So we're at the point you can literally see the line where it's like split in the neighborhood. Really? Yeah. It's that, so I feel like people in California don't realize that it's yes. like that in other a, states. Yeah, no, yeah. we don't. And because it, it hit me hard when I saw it the first time. Mm -hmm. So and were you allowed to go over there? No, you are allowed to <laughs> okay. go over there. Like necessarily, it isn't, you know. It's like an unspoken. It's uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's an unspoken line. And it's almost like you can tell that where they're not renting to certain people in which parts of town. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Because it's like literally split. Oh, the wow. university was different because what's a university? You're gonna have a lot right. of people different, so it was very multicultural. But once you actually go into the city there in Oklahoma, you could see the split. I forget the fraternity that you joined. Was it a cultural? No. Or? Mm -hmm. Kappa Sigma. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Kappa Sigma. It would be interesting if, like, you know how people are giving Californians a bad rap for going into other states and buying houses and renting them. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just have the Californians go there and buy that and put rentals and have no restrictions. There should be, like, you know how they have, like, wife swap in those TV shows? There should be where, like, super um, right or left people here have to go live in a city yeah. that's right or left. <laughs> like, yeah. I would say, I would love to send, like, a super southern right person to go live in like San Francisco for a month and then Imagine. send like a super left person to go live in <laughs> like I don't even know if you could even change change like well just the to super, see like how what? they would survive mm -hmm. if see they could survive happen. I have a feeling that that would somebody would get hurt oh, yes yeah. it's true it's, I mean, waiver. <laughs> it's even hard for like like and it this is totally kind of different, but it's like me going into Sebastopol is a little more crunchy than mm -hmm. I prefer. Mm -hmm. And like I eat things that are organic and mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I eat lentils and stuff, but lentils. not like, it's mm -hmm. not my whole life. Like 
so not your cup of matcha. Not my, yeah, not my matcha. cup of matcha. Yeah, that's a good one. Matcha. It's not sustainably sourced. Yeah, exactly. Did that cow have a nice life? <laughs> I need to be sure. How big was the pasture? Come on, that's Did it have real question. So that would be scary. So, are you excited? Because you, well, I was talking, talking to my mom this morning. You're like jet setting as soon as it's five o'clock tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> like you're much. gone. Like I'll be like tomorrow. I get off of work and then I'm gonna have like one more night and then tomorrow at six p.m. I'm like getting on the plane out of SFO and then going to Houston. Is there anything the last thing you want to do here? Like, oh, I never got to go see this or something. Uh, or are not, you ready to get out? You're done. Not really. Just because you know this whole prep. You know, like I I told you guys. You know, I made the the decision was made like a while ago, but it was just kind of like I. You know, I put in my six-week notice here. So ever since then, it's just been kind of building up that it's just like, okay, let's just get it, get this over with already. Yes, mm-hmm. like um, checkbox. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just kind of like you know, you know, dotting the i's and crossing the t's with everything. So it's just like now waiting. I'm kind of just living out of a suitcase right now and waiting to get you know my you know notification to check in for my flight at that point. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's also kind of just been. I always say that, you know, that once you put in your notice at a job, it's almost like you're on a weird state of execution. You are, yeah. Where it's like you're trying to wrap things up, and at the same time, everybody's coming up to you and saying, yeah. you're leaving us, you know. And, and you go in ways where you, uh-huh. like, really care, and you're like, okay, I gotta go, I need to set up, and then <laughs> ways where you're like, I don't care. I'm you're like, I you. hope this project, uh-huh. I'm not gonna even touch it right yeah. now, uh-huh. the next person can deal with it. You're on a call, so they're like, I'll call you next week. You're like, yeah, of course. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. call me next week. Make sure you call me at 10 o'clock on mm-hmm. Monday morning. Uh, I do have to say, though, it's interesting how many people, they just love you here. They're mm-hmm. fighting over you. Like, well, no, I'm taking Albert to lunch on Thursday. And we're like, well, little do you know, he's doing a podcast with us. So, <laughs> yeah. No, literally. And, yeah. um, everyone has such good things to say about you. We're so sad that you're leaving, but we're excited to see what you do in Houston. And now we Thank have to you. add you on Instagram. And, mm-hmm. like, yeah, Thank you. No, that. now, like, you know. It wasn't that I was, like, trying to necessarily avoid adding people on Instagram, but, you know, me, like, sometimes I like to maintain yes. that divide there. Yes. You know? I've had some bad experiences with that before, so. Yeah. Nothing against anybody personally, but. You know. I know. Well, we were TikTok, tip, uh, I can't talk, TikTok <laughs> friends. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, so I do have a Facebook. Nobody under 40 probably has a Facebook, but yeah. um, no. I use it. Yeah, <laughs> I use it for a mainly real estate. And mm-hmm. um, it's interesting because I don't really post a whole lot on my Facebook, but like more like little dabbles of private life, but then mainly real estate. And then my Instagram is public because I have a lot of real estate stuff mm-hmm. on there. But um, I agree. Like if I, you know, my past life before I was a real estate agent, I was like oh I kept it kind of private you just I don't know it's kind of always weird but yeah we'll have to find each other on social media and then also we have to make a trip out to Houston I was about to say we need to come visit you yeah (laughs) would enjoy it just like the the big draw with Houston is the food Oh, like, sold. Really, we're sold. Uh, you Food, know, drinks. Exactly. And everything's cheap. Like, nice. you know, Love even it. better. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Because I've been kind of like in the food scene in several different cities. And I'll, I mean, Southern food is already great. But on mm-hmm. top of that, like, you're in a coastal city, so you're getting yeah. a lot of, the, like, you know, seafood stuff going on there. So, oh, I like, love I it. would say definitely. And let me know when you guys are there, you know, where I'm going to be staying is right smack dab in the middle of downtown. So, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to Houston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
Albert is taking all of our money tomorrow because we'll we st- <laughs> a oh. couple of us did a body fat percentage competition. And Albert, you've been doing keto since January. Yeah. And you've lost so much weight. <laughs> and he's going to win the pot even though <laughs> he's leaving. We'll, he's we'll dropped the mic. Drop the mic. <laughs> we have a coworker who's very competitive who I'm, like, you know, worried about there. So a, co- we'll a co-worker? Yeah. I feel like everybody we work with is competitive. Mm-hmm. No, but in terms of this challenge, though. Yeah. 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 Well, are you still going to do keto in Houston? Yeah, probably. You know, no, probably not as much. You know, I'm kind of just moving. I have a like a goal weight that I was trying to hit, you know, with this. And depending on how I weigh in tomorrow, it'll tell me how far I am from it. But then mm-hmm. after that, I'm going to transition to more like strength training. Mm-hmm. So once I, you know, in order to do strength training, you need carbs. But I'm just going to yeah. try to reintroduce them and just do natural carbs after that. You know what? Props to you for being a delight since January because if I was on keto I would be a raging that first week was hard when you kind of go through that withdrawal like, you can no. be, we we noticed we knew we, we knew. knew we saw you and I was like Albert doesn't look good and Taylor's like <laughs> I was like Taylor's on keto yeah and you rough. were like, I got worried. You just didn't look well. Mm-hmm. And it lasted about a week. Yeah. And then you perked back up. <laughs> no, you kind of, go, you go through withdrawal. You don't realize how addicted you are to, like, sugar. But even you're, like, you mentioned, there. like, because usually your hair is all done. And it's, like, mm-hmm. slicked with the gel. Mm-hmm. And, like, that day, you just were looking rough. Your hair was, like, tired. Yeah, hasn't had a carb in weeks. That's the tell. You know what? It's funny that you guys say that. But the hair is always kind of like the tell. Yeah. But like, I'm struggling. The hair does not yeah. look good. Because in the morning, it would just be, like, well, thank you, Albert, for yeah. being our guest and sharing your thoughts. It's so interesting. I learned things about you I didn't even know, mm-hmm. like the whole politics stuff. I try to keep it hush most of the time. Well, you do know? you feel like you keep it hush because you don't want people to ask you about, like, I'm, mm-hmm. even though I don't like politics, I'm very interested in how people formulate their ideals and stuff well it's not it's yeah i guess like the reason that i keep it hush is also because i work when you work on a side you know and if somebody else is from an opposite side you know yes yeah i don't want it to turn into like where somebody changes their view of me at work you know especially since i'm not working in politics anymore and Mm -hmm. it changes their view of me just because of my political affiliation it's okay Mm -hmm. i love my husband dearly and we are on polar opposites (laughs) and that we just cannot talk about politics Mm -hmm. because we just get mad at each other, so. Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, awesome. So, vote for Albert for president. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will not. <laughs> but thank you. I really appreciate you guys inviting me on. This yeah. was a lot of fun, actually. Good. I haven't done a podcast in a while, and this is the first time that I've done one sober, so. Oh! <laughs> Next yeah. time we'll have to have cocktails in Houston. I know. Yeah. We'll, do yeah. The, yeah, we'll, do, we'll get a couple, you know. Yeah. They're like $8, so we'll be pretty Ooh, hammered. Perfect. We can get a lot. We can get a lot. <laughs> we can afford. Yeah, that's two for one here. Uh-huh. Uh, cool. We'll All right. Mimosa Tavern. Yeah. <laughs> thank Alrighty. you, Albert. Thank you. And thank you to our listeners. And go ahead and follow us on Instagram. Some people didn't realize we had an Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, Send us your favorite Kardashian facts. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.